All right, all right, my check one, two. How's everyone doing tonight? All right, I appreciate that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by saying just something real quick. If y'all know the lyrics, if y'all know the lyrics, finish this for me. I put my hand up on my hip. I know more people know the lyrics to the dip. I put my hand up on your hip. That's right. So now that I know we got some dippers out there, make sure y'all go see our sponsor, Skinny Dip on Hanbury. Mention the podcast. You'll get a dollar off your frozen yogurt purchase, and they'll be glad to treat you. Just mention sports with BJ. All right, so we are back and better than ever. We did this last week. We had Kay Childers, varsity soccer player from Hickory. Uh, but this week is a special episode to me. Anybody that follows my podcast, um, or even if you don't, this was my first ever interview, episode two. Um, I interviewed a local cornhole player with a dream. Um, him and I were very similar. We wanted to take our craft and do something great with it. And since then, he's taken off. And to this day, 19 episodes later, he is still the highest played episode on my podcast at 139 plays since October 30th. So if y'all could please put a hand and a round of applause for Mike Harvey. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Good to see you again, Brandon, as always. Hey, you know, the last time we were joking before this show started, the last time we did an episode, we did it from my kitchen, and now we're <laughs> yeah. in a local brewery <laughs> with a professional setup, man. So I know you've been doing some big things. Right. And the last time we interviewed, you weren't ready for me to announce that you were a local ACL professional. Right. But th that's changed. That's changed. So talk to me about how that's changed and what's going on in your journey right now. Well, before we get into talking about me, you know how I always do for you, Brand oh, you know how I always do for you, Brandon. I always gift you with something. So, yeah. Now I'm about to sign these bags for you. And these are yours. You thought this was a prop coming up here. No, these are the bags I, I want to give to you. I think it was a prop. Uh, so while he's doing that, a little backstory: as the first guest ever on my podcast, he brought me an airmail box, and he signed it, and he hoped that it would start a tradition where every guest I had would give me a little something. And now Mr. Big Time here has his own line of cornhole bags and boards called Like Mike, and that's what uh, he's putting his John Hancock on or his Mike Harvey on right now, and uh, I greatly appreciate that. I will make sure that I... Um, I try to I try to use the airmail box, uh, but I'm not very good with it. I'll be honest with you. You haven't tried it yet. That's what you're telling me right now. You're right. <laughs> you're right. All right. So talk to me a little bit about how you got started in cornhole. I, I remember I went to college in Florida in 2008. And in 2008 down in Florida, I remember being out on the quad and a gentleman asked me if I'd be his cornhole partner. And I thought I had to fight like. I thought I had to fight because I didn't know what cornhole was, <laughs> right. okay? But now we are in a position where cornhole is huge around here. Oh, so yeah. talk to me about how you got started and what hooked you onto that sport. Yeah, man. Um, so how I got started was basically I was DJing and running tournaments over at uh, B uh, Big Woody's. Mm -hmm. So I did that for about mm, – I ran Sunday Funday at Big Woody's Great Bridge for about four or five years out back. And uh, – it's free to enter, and I was giving away 500 bucks, man, every time, just to get people to come in. And everybody from the area was coming out showing love. And then from there, the game of cornhole just picked up. Uh, 
started to travel to like other little local areas and I was taking first places and stuff like that. And then from there, I just kept working my way up the ladder into the pro qualifier in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And out of the uh, 256 people that tried out, they could only take the top 32. And I think I finished, what did I say last time? Was it like eighth, eighth, ninth, something like that? Yeah, so you were top 10 for sure. Yeah, I finished top 10, so I, I qualified to be a pro. And then from there, it's been rolling. Hey, I think last time I seen you, I was getting ready to go to um, the Olympic qualifier. You had, you, had gotten back from, uh, you had gotten back from the Olympic qualifier. Uh, oh, Because yeah. we were talking about how crazy it was that we started playing cornhole and A.J. Gators. Right, And right. you had just got back from quali trying to qualify for the Olympics. That's yeah. insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, so when I went down there to make the Olympic team, they can take the top eight, four females, four guys. I finished fifth. So out of the top four males, you were the last one, that made the first one to get cut. So I got cut, bro. You know I don't I'm like y'all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put it. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you, Mike. Right. We played sports. We know if the, if the team takes four and you're number five, you were the first one cut. I just got cut, bro. But if that you, was motivation for you. If you ain't first, you're last. That's some Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby, Bobby right there, <laughs> Talladega Knights. I appreciate that reference. <laughs> All right, so you got hooked to cornhole right. you've taken it all the way to trying to qualify for the olympics yeah man but what really impresses me the most about you is you have an uncanny ability to give back without really trying to give back right. you have helped cornhole between you artie bowman alan rockwell a lot of people teaming up together and making cornhole big in this area what has it been like for you to help cornhole grow in the 757 See, and when you say things like that, when I first walked onto your set today, and the first thing you said to me was, this is about to be all about you today. And it's crazy because I don't ever want it to be about me. I want it to be about everybody else. That's the way I came into the game. So it wasn't about me running the cornhole events. It was, I'm trying to bring as many people out so they can have a good time and escape from life. And now it seems like as I become a pro, it seems like the focus has been more on me lately. And don't get me wrong, it puts me in a good position to help people all around the country now. But I still have that mindset, and that's never going to change. I want to care about other people first and then put myself second. So that's why I wanted to come up here and give you these bags and sign these first. And I want to congratulate you, BJ, for everything you're doing with what you got going on, bro, because that means more to me than my journey, to be honest with you. Well, I greatly appreciate that, man. And you know, you're always welcome. You're always on a special place. Uh, we've shared so many things, not only in our personal dreams and chasing them, but and on, on, the, on the, the field of competition as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but what you just said was a perfect segue into one of the questions I was looking most forward to asking you. I set you up for that? You did. And <laughs> for someone who is so selfless, not selfish, but selfless, how do you hone your craft with the limited spare time you have because of all you're doing right. for others? I don't know. That's Man, even though I've seen these questions before, I, when you, the way you present them to me, it still puts me in a spot like, damn, that's a great question. It's called sports journalism. <laughs> I'm damn good at it. And you're doing it right now, man. So um, I don't know. To go into it, to piggyback off what you just said, it's like, uh, did you watch the video of me and the kid Dayton that just played down there in South Carolina? I did see that. Right. So, W amputee, right? 
No arms, no legs. He messages me and says he needs a partner. Instantly, the first thing I'm thinking of is, yes, I want to do this with him and do that for him. And we go down there and we play in this tournament. This is about what, uh, three weeks ago? It was, yeah, about, two yeah, and a half, about, three weeks ago. Yeah, about three weeks ago down in Myrtle Beach. Man, we had the most incredible game. We're playing in the country at the – this is the ESPN ACL Open, so it's the best players in the country. And um, here's Dayton. WMPT, like I said, with no arms and no legs, and he's playing better. He's playing better than me. Let's keep it real. The kid's amazing, and he's an inspiration. So um, this particular game, we're down, I think, 20 to 4. And this video, I'm pretty sure it's going viral at this point. We're down 20 to 4, and he has to hit an airmail to keep us in the game. A, d a double amputee has to hit an air. So for those of you that don't know what an airmail in cornhole is, that is where you throw it, and it hits nothing but the hole on the board you're throwing at. Right. So you're telling me that y'all's livelihood in this tournament depended on a double, double amputee hitting an airmail. Right. And it's 20 to 4. Let's keep that in mind. So he could have just been, like, nervous and just chucked it and went off the board. But, no, it was the most cleanest, most prettiest airmail I've ever seen. So shout out to Dayton Weber. I know he's going to be listening to this podcast. I just want him to know how damn proud I am of him because that was amazing what he did. So he hits the airmail. Now it, that just washed it out. We're still down 20 to 4. We come all the way back and win that game 21 to 20. That's amazing. There's grown men in there crying. Babe, you were filming that game. It was, it was the most incredible feeling I think I've ever – I played a lot of cornhole in my life, but ever since I beca became a pro and I'm able to touch people all around the country, it just lets you know, man, if anybody is upset about life or is having a bad day, I want them to take – I want them to look up Dayton Weber, and it will change your whole mindset on life man the kid's amazing and again you're setting me up for another segue that's why i love talking with you our back and forth is just unparalleled right i remember when you started doing cornhole up at woody's and you expanded it to the eagle's nest <laughs> and then yeah. we expanded it to the green turtle oh, and yeah. it just kept growing and growing and growing right and i remember asking you mike why do you keep expanding cornhole and your response to me was it's an outlet Brandon, you don't understand how many people will text me or call me having a bad day and they yeah. thinking about maybe ending their life, thinking about maybe going home and drowning in a bottle. And right. you would send a simple text or return a phone call that said, come hang out, listen, with me. come hang out with me, play some cornhole. I'll take care of you. Right. And that's really what got you started right. is really just providing an outlet for people to go and be around other like minded people. And if they couldn't get picked up, you were going to pick them up. And now that's catapulted you to really what is one of the most incredible journeys of a personal friend I have right. that I can recall. Yeah. Going from someone who, like who wanted to provide an outlet to becoming a pro and still not even thinking about yourself first, that's right. amazing. So my applause and my hat's off to you hey, thanks, uh, for that. But you said something. Yeah, give it up for that. Right. Thank you. Um. So one thing you said that I was going to save this for the second segment, but you beat right. me to it. <laughs> I did remember, I remember the, obviously the, the viral video of you now playing with a double amputee and oh coming yeah. back from 20 to four deficit yeah. to win in a tournament, in a qualifier, 
okay? But you've met some really amazing people. The one story outside of that that sticks out to me is there was a young man that met you at a tournament, mm -hmm. and his dad had been telling you, telling him about you, and he asked for your autograph. And from my recollection, you stopped and you said, no, man, let me get your autograph. Oh, yeah. Who was that? And tell me about that story. Uh, well, at this point, it's, it's not just that situation anymore. It's everywhere I go when somebody asks me for my autograph and it's a young man or a young female or, or just a young person in general. I just want to make sure that when they ask me for my autograph, I won't give that autograph away until they give me theirs. And I ask them. What are their dreams? What are they shooting for? So I make sure I get to pick their brain and figure out what they want to do in life. So once they make it big, I can have that autograph that they gave me. So that's all it is, man. I just want to just inspire people around the world. And um, it just feels good to be back home right now, sitting here talking to you, because it's, it's a wild journey out there on the road, man. And then to come home and then the messages and the phone calls I get, like I said, for the like Mike bags, these have probably dropped in a week, and they said that my bags are some of the highest-selling ones right now. And um, they say like Mike, but it's not like Mike. What those bags are, I just want everybody to just do the right thing. And when, it's, when it says like Mike, I just want everybody just to follow the journey. And, wh and whatever your journey is, when I ask for your autograph, it feels good that uh, they ask for mine back as well, man. So that's what means the most to me. That's a wonderful thing, man. And uh, so – I understand, like Mike, obviously Mike Harvey, but those were also inspired by some of your role models. We've got Michael Jordan, we've got Mike Tyson, we've got Michael Jackson, people that have made great influences in the world. And when I say that you've chased your dream, I want to be clear, I right. don't think it was ever your dream to become a professional cornhole player and make money. No. I've known you long enough to know what your dream was is you recognized you had a talent and cornhole was the medium for you to use that talent to accomplish your real dream, which was bringing the world closer together, bringing communities together, and providing outlets for people who are down on themselves or who have nothing else going for them to find something positive in their life. And that's the dream I see you chasing, and I think you've done a great job on that. Hey, hey, Brandon, can I say something when you just said that right there? It's like the other day I was telling, um, I was telling Shelby, I said that – the guy at Crestwood Middle School, the, um, so when I was teaching at Crestwood Middle School, there was this janitor, his name was Mr. Charles, and I was walking down the hallway one day, and he said, he, he said, Mike, man, he said, the kids love you so much, he said, every time I see you, man, no matter what's going on in the building, you're always smiling, and I said, yeah, man, that, that's just me. And he said, I want to tell you something. And I said, go ahead, Mr. Charles. And he said, I had a dream about you. And he said, you were preaching in front of thousands of people. And this was before I got big in cornhole and all this stuff. And he said, I, I had this dream about you that you were preaching in front of thousands of people. And what you were saying to him, you were inspiring people all around the country. And I was just like, wow. I'm just a teacher at Crestwood Middle School. I'm just doing my part in my community. I didn't think nothing of it. But I'm telling you, man, since I've been doing this pro cornhole thing, all I can think about is how Mr. Charles, and that day that he approached me, telling me that he sees me inspiring people around the country. So before I even knew I was going to go on this journey, 
The path feels like it was already set for me because the man upstairs already knows what I need to do. So it's only right that me on this journey, I just give back as much as I can. So shout out to Mr. Charles at Crestwood Middle School, man. I, I appreciate that a lot. Well said. And if there's one if there's one characteristic from you that I can say your strength is, it's humility. Uh, and I appreciate and love that about you. Now, I know that you don't like boasting yourself, Never. but you've got some amazing things going on. So I'm going to do it right. for you. Thank okay? you, man. So we've already discussed your line of products, like Mike, cornhole bags, cornhole boards. You've got a line of apparel that's sitting up here, just a prototype right there. Hold on, Brandon. I don't want to interrupt you, but when you say that, I got to make sure I shout out my sponsors with that. Yeah, go ahead. Damn, they're looking out for me right now. Cornhole Ace. If you type in Mike Harvey Cornhole on Google, Yahoo, whatever you want to get to on the Internet, you type in Mike Harvey Cornhole, Cornhole Ace will be one of the first ones that pop up. And uh, what Brandon Spady and those guys are doing over there, it's amazing. If you, if once we get some pictures and stuff, also B.J. Turner uh, with Siva Cornhole, what he, what B.J. has done with his journey is amazing up front there. Like always, you see the hat with Geese Logistics. Henry Geese, he lives right around the corner. He'll probably show up here in a little bit to come hang out. He's one of my big-time sponsors. Uh, anything Cornhole with Mark Cahalan, he's amazing. Uh, Green Tree Realty. That's a local real estate company, and they have been providing for this area for a long time, so I got to shout them out. Uh, I think that's it. I just want to make sure I get my sponsors out there, but especially Cornell A's because this line of product that's coming out, they've done such an amazing job. So, so shout, shout out to them. I'm not, I'm not bitter about this, but you made a whole list of your sponsors, and that list of sponsors has done some amazing things for you. Right. But I do believe – the Sports with BJ podcast just did give you one of the first shirts hot off the press of our first line of apparel. Hey, I appreciate that. Um, so, I'm not, again, I'm not bitter, but I just want you to know I believe in you and I'll do whatever I can hey, help to keep this journey going. But I got to be honest with you, the coolest thing that I've seen, and this was just released today, so if y'all are in this building, y'all are one of the very first to know this. You are going to be on a trading card manufactured by Topps Stadium. Yeah, so, you know, we all grew up. You can't up. just say that. Yeah, so, <laughs> dude, you're going to be on a trading card. Yeah. We used to collect those. We yeah. used to trade them for pudding packs. Yeah, I know. And you're going to be on a – you're going to be – kids are going to trade you for snack packs at lunch. I know, bro. That's We're a big deal. Showing our age right now because back then it was the POG. What are things with you? With Pogs. Yeah, yes, sir. You got to have the slammer. <laughs> yeah. And those. So here I am. And then yeah. it was Pokemon. And it was all kinds of stuff. Here now, I yeah, here I am as a teacher breaking up fights at the lunch table. And now these kids are going to be trading my cards at the lunch table. It's 15, wild. How Fifteen I, years from now, <laughs> your card is going to have value on Beckett trading. <laughs> it's wild how I can come full circle like that, man. <laughs> all right. So one of the things I wanted to ask you before we go to our first break here. Yeah. You got, again, got me to it. You were a teacher at Crestwood. Yep. Okay. So what I wanted to know was how much has teaching played a role not only in what you've done in cornhole and where you've came where you've landed to right. this point but the ability to teach others right to keep others ahead of yourself to maintain a local business that you run that supports your family what role has teaching played in who you are as a cornhole player and a cornhole ambassador hey, it's everything uh teaching is teaching is everything i see some people once they get to where they got to get to, they forget where they come from and they forget how to help other people. 
that's one thing that's never going to happen with me. Um, it's just instilled in me. Just even the other day, one of my boys, Josh Rodriguez, he hits me up and he says, Mike, he says, I, he sent me a message. He said, I just want to thank you, man, for that talk we had the other night about giving me the tips for cornhole and stuff like that. He was like, you're the first one to ever approach me like that and to want to inspire me to help my game. And he was like, I just can't wait to see you on ESPN and all this stuff. It, but minus all that, it was just cool that all I was doing was just being a good friend and just teaching. And for him to reach out to me, it just, it, it just made me feel good that knowing that being a teacher and helping others, it can, it can help you too. So just because you're helping somebody else, I promise you, it will come back to you. And I don't know, it's just, it's just a good feeling to be able to help others. And I just wish everybody had that mindset. And, that's, and I feel like that's my job right now is to grow the game of cornhole, but inside that game of cornhole, just teach people, man, just to be a good person in life, and uh, the pieces are going to fall in place like they should, man. Wonderfully said. You're truly one of the great ones, Mike. I appreciate you being here, and I uh, look forward to our second segment. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick 10, 15-minute break, and we'll be back wrapping things up with local cornhole pro Mike Harvey. Give it up one more time. All right, thank you all for sticking with us through the break. We're back here with local ACL Cornhole Pro Mike Harvey. And, Mike, while we was on break and while we was on break, while we were on break <laughs> and I was being my social butterfly self, I had a guest out in the audience ask me a question. Right. Um, if you knew Harley Culpepper, so yeah. do you know a Harley Culpepper? And if so, what can you tell us about Harley? Of course I know Harley, Harley Culpepper. I love her. She's such a great young kid and – um. She's she's also a pro. Um, she's been doing so well for the cornhole world. Portsmouth area, she's holding that area down as I think is one of the best young high school kids that there is. So, so hold on, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm going to interrupt. Right. She is professional. Yes. Already. Yes. And she's still in high school. Still a high school kid, and she is one of the best high school female cornhole players. In the country. So shout out to Harley Culpepper. So I'm, I'm too ADHD to stay on topic. I've got my own notes right here, but right. I, can't, I cannot stay on topic. <laughs> what do you think is the future of cornhole in conjunction with high school sports? Come do you on, think man. that's something we could see? Come I mean, it took a while on. to get lacrosse. It's right. obviously an obscure sport. Right. But schools have water polo. Schools have all kinds of fencing program, all stuff. Right. Do you think cornhole could be a competitive high school sport? As a former teacher, you're asking me would I love to see cornhole as a sport? No, I'm not asking if you'd love to see it. I'm asking if you think it will happen. I know you'd love to see it. It's your, it's your craft. But do you think cornhole could make it to the high school level where we're seeing varsity athletes compete and maybe get scholar, college scholarships? A hundred percent because we just came back from Myrtle Beach uh, for the New Year's Eve thing, and it was all about the college kids. You're watching college kids on ESPN – in Myrtle Beach, play cornhole for $50,000 for scholarship money. So, yes, I believe there is a path for high school sports to involve cornhole as going that route. And Harley Culpepper, for her senior year coming up, yeah, she would, she would get some scholarship money for college for cornhole. So, shout out okay. to Harley. All right, so – I know that you've got a lot of people. Hey, hold on, and shout out to that fan for bringing Harley up because that's great, man. I love when local guys bring up other local kids in the area. So whoever that guest was that came up to talk to you about that, thank you for that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Harley Culpepper, um, I know her from Skeleton Key. Um, I remember her when she was 14 years old. Right. And just not anyone you wanted to mess with. <laughs> no, she not, still not isn't. Not because of any, anything other than the fact that she will wipe the cornhole board with you. That's it, man. Scholarship so, money. That's it. Shout out to Carly Hope, or Harley Culpepper there. All right, so I wanted to give you a chance at the end of the segment to give some shout outs. I know you've got a lot of influential people in your life, a lot right. of sponsors that help you out. So go ahead and take this moment. Give me about a minute, minute and a half. Right. Shout out to the people that, that got you where you're at. Right. So the first one I got to shout out. Brandon, the last time I came to you in your kitchen on your podcast, my sister was my, one of my first listeners, and she said, I can't believe you did not shout me out. She was pissed. So <laughs> before I even shout my sponsors out, I have to shout out my little sister, Ashley. Who just had a birthday. Just had a birthday. She's my twin. Oh, you want, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. For her, for her dirty 30, we were supposed to be in Vegas this year, Ooh. but we weren't. So okay. we just treated the house like it was Vegas, and we partied the same way. But <laughs> I have to say, happy birthday to my sister. She is my world. She is my rock. She is my twin. She is my everything. So happy birthday to my yeah. sister. So, I'm, so instead of Vegas, I'm thinking about taking her to the um, – I'm thinking about taking her. To, we got a big tournament coming up in three weeks Okay. for the Super Bowl. The, the first pro national is linked up with the same camera crew as the Super Bowl. So it's going to be pretty big. If Patrick Mahomes is not playing in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes will be at our tournament. I said that here first. Y'all heard that here first. Patrick Mahomes will be at our event there in Florida go. in three weeks. All right. So there you have it. Breaking news. That's breaking on news. On the Sports of BJ podcast, live from Big Ugly Brewing. Patrick Mahomes has made backup plans. If for some reason he doesn't find himself defending his Super Bowl title. Which would be crazy. He'll be playing in a cornhole tournament with Mike Harvey. Not with you, but against you. Well, you know who he's going to be playing against? This young 10-year-old kid. You know, I got to shout the kids out. This young kid, Trevor. How old is he? Four, seven? Probably probably not even that. He's like a seven-year-old stud. If you type in uh, Trevor Calabrero, I got to get his last name right. Trevor Calabrero. He was on ESPN. He shouted out Mahomes, and he was doing trick shots. And Mahomes followed him back, and even ESPN got on board. And they did a broadcast on ESPN for young Trevor. And uh, Trevor's from Florida. So shout out to young Trevor. I don't even think he's even seven years old, man, but he's out there throwing beanbags, and he called out Patrick Mahomes. So if Patrick Mahomes is not playing in the Super Bowl in three weeks, he's still going to be down there in Florida with all of us, and he will be playing against the seven-year-old. I don't know if he's even seven. I keep saying that. I think he's like four. <laughs> but he'll be playing against Trevor in a one-on-one -on -one battle. It's going to be a great game. So Okay. So, so that's shout-out uh, to Mahomes. Shout-out to Patrick Mahomes. So I know that your dad – Pops Harvey, we talked about him in our last show. Love him. Huge influence for you. Yep. Just just got done with a battle with COVID. Yes, you weren't able to see him over the holidays and the new year, and that was big for you and your family. Super I know great. he's doing well, but talk a little bit about what Pops Harvey has meant to you and how he's helped shape this journey you've been on. Man, it's, he's everything to me, man. That's why I say it's, it, it's family and the youth, and then you can learn from there. So my dad, everything he's done for me, I remember playing around the world as a kid. 
and he would never let me win. And I would try my damnest to beat my dad in around the world. So bad where I would cry. My mom would be like, why are you doing that to that boy? Why are you making him cry? And my dad would be like, then my mom would get into it. And I never understood that. And now that I'm older, I understood what my dad was doing to me. He was showing me that we're going to be competitive right now, but afterwards it's all going to be love. And that's the one trait I take from my dad, man. And uh, I'm just glad he had COVID a month ago. And he beat it, so I just want to say uh, I'm, I'm so glad for the man upstairs for letting me still keep my dad around. He's 65 years old, so uh, I'm still glad to have my dad around right now because that means everything to me. And uh, my mom and my dad and my sister, they're the world to me. So shout out to my family and uh, Braden, my nephew, and uh, Ava, my niece. My family is everything to me, man. Without them and without the man upstairs, I wouldn't be able to take this cornhole journey, what I'm doing right now, so... And a tale of two upbringings. If I if I would have came inside my house upset that my dad beat me <laughs> in around the world, my mom would have told me, well, you should have played better. Right. So it's, it, that, that dynamic there, of course, my mom played professional – or my mom played high school sports. Right. My dad was a professional athlete. Right. So tale of two upbringings there. But, yeah, that, definitely, uh, definitely shout out to Pops Harvey there. Yeah, right. So I wanted to touch on something because – Another reason this interview is so special, not only have we, short, not only have we shared cornhole boards together, right. but for two years now, you and I have shared the basketball court together, not only as former players that played against each other, okay, at the rec center oh, and yeah. in summer league, you know but that. we coach against each other. I'm the coach of Green, uh, Great Bridge Christian Academy. Right. You're the JV coach at Green, uh, Greenbrier Christian Academy. Right. So talk to me a little bit about – what you've done, I know you've organized a lot of charity tournaments for them. Right. I know that you've done a lot to help that athletic program develop right. using cornhole as the medium for that. Right. So talk to me about coaching JV basketball at Greenbrier Christian Academy right. and just doing things to help them grow. Right. So, uh, damn, great question. First and foremost, it's upsetting right now because now that I've taken this uh, cornhole journey and with COVID running – Rampant throughout the country. Um, I'm not the JV coach this year. So who took my place was one of the fathers of the team, which is good because, you know, family first. So he's running the team for right now, and it's hard because of the whole COVID thing and also because as being a coach, if I'm gone every weekend around the country playing cornhole, it's I can't be there for those Saturday practices or film sessions. And I'm here telling the kids, you got to give 100%. If, you got, if you're doing something, you got to put your all in. So why would I short the Greenbrier Christian Academy JV team by being on the road every weekend for Cornell by missing those important Saturday practices or those film sessions? I practice what I preach, and I can never tell a kid to get a, give 100% if I can't. So I want to thank the Greenbrier Christian uh, Academy for Jackson's dad filling in. To coach those kids, they're great kids over there, and uh, I miss them terribly, and I miss being in that locker room because the locker room, we know this, we just talked about it, that's sacred ground. Yes, sir. Have you cried in there? I have not. <laughs> I, n I never lost a Greenbrier Christian. No, but have you cried in the locker room? Oh, in a locker room? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Have you got mad in the locker room? Absolutely. Have you been happy in a locker room? More times than not. Right, and that's as far as I will go with those emotions you spread in there because what happens in a the locker room stays in a locker room. 
and I miss those kids dearly right now. So um, shout out to Greenbrier Christian Academy and everybody that's trying to get through this whole COVID thing. All right, awesome. And so I know that you've organized tournaments for them to help their athletic department. Uh, I know you've brought some big names over there right. to help in those tournaments. Uh, so just an estimation, how much through charity cornhole tournaments, what is a dollar amount you think you would say you help raised for that athletic department? Not just that athletic department. I have raised a lot of money for a lot of charities. It's been times when I used to DJ and host, and they'd be like, Mike, I need to run a breast cancer awareness tournament, or I need to run a family member passed away. We're trying to raise money for a funeral. And they asked me, will you just come in here and do this for free to raise money for the family? Every single time. My response is yes, because that's what means the most important to me. And that's what the game is all about for real. Cornhole was never about making money and getting your own name big. It was about bringing enough people into these tournaments to help a family out financially or support a cause and stuff like that. So I just remember how I started hosting and helping people was always about raising money and helping out everybody else. So um, charity is a big thing for Cornhole. And I just hope that the guys that are moving up in the world understand that what Cornhole is all about. It's not about you individually. It's about you helping others and we all coming together as one. All right, so talk to me a little bit about your future here. I know that you don't like to talk about yourself. But Hate it. Um, I know you've got a business, Tidal right. Wave pressure washing and snow removal services yes sir um that's growing helping support your family yeah um i know that you've got some big plans with cornhole so just talk to me just a little bit don't brag because i know you hate that hate but it just a little bit about what your future is what tidal wave is, is going on and uh where cornhole you want it to take you word hey brandon thank you for that because you always <laughs> you always make sure to do that for me and um with my business a tidal wave it's been one of the most amazing things I think I've ever done with myself because as being a school teacher, I would get off from teaching and I would go pressure wash in a compact car with a ladder hanging out the back windows on both sides as I'm going down the interstate. And now here I am with a couple vans and my logos on them. And um, I just put my time in, like even in the month of January, I still get calls to go pressure wash. And it's just amazing because as a school teacher, I will always take off like July and August when I first started. But now it's like I get to take off like mid-December, mid-January, and then I'm back out there. But this year, I've been working almost every other day when it's cold outside just because of how big Tidal Wave has got. And um, it's not about me making Tidal Wave big. It's for my community supporting me, and that's why I don't mind coming in here and doing podcasts for my community and stuff like that because they've always gave back to me, so I'm going to give back to them. So I just want to thank my community for making Tidal Wave a, one of the biggest pressure washing companies in this area because it is. I've talked to some of the guys that are hurricane pressure washing and some of the other guys who've been doing this for a while, and they would always give me – tips and hints about pressure washing and stuff and they would tell me they say mike you're catching up to us and it and it just blows my mind that a business that i started on the side has turned into a profession and it um just means everything to me so shout out to my community for that ultimate support 
Awesome. Again, that's Tide All Wave. If y'all need pressure washing or snow removal services, look them up. Tide All Wave, locally owned by a local ACL Cornhole Pro. Everything he does is for the community. One of my favorite things to do with you, Mike, is talk sports. Yeah. But before we get to that, I'm going to play the hypothetical game with you. All right. Okay. In five years from now, five years from now, Mike Harvey is doing what with Cornhole? You've already done charity. You've already done charity. Right. You've got your own line of cornhole bags and cornhole boards. But five years from now, Mike Harvey is doing what with cornhole? What does it? What does accomplishment look like for you, Brandon? I got to do this with you right now because before we went to break, or right after the break, we're sitting here talking, and you said you had a two to three year plan for you to be in a restaurant doing your podcast. I did. Yeah, when I, uh, when I sat down with my wife and we discussed what my goals look like. Right. Two to three years, I would be in a local establishment doing a local live show. Did that, but it only took you two to three months. Two, yeah, two and a half months. So that's amazing. So for me to say five years from now, I'd rather talk about five months from now. Um, with okay. that being said, that's a great question you asked me because that just brings me to my sister right now. Me and my sister are getting ready to start our own business. I don't want to go into the details of it because it's not fully developed the way we're about to do it. It's going to be amazing. But with that being said, my like Mike bags are out. There will be, hint, hint, some like Mike t-shirts on the way. Uh So if that gives you any indication of what kind of business we're getting ready to start, there it is. I have another business I'm getting to start with my sister. So where do I see myself five years from now? I just hope five years from now, I inspire so many people. That's my five-year goal. My five-month goal is for me and my sister to create this business that we're creating. And uh, it's going to be great. So I had to make sure I shout my sister out because she got mad at me the other time. So shout out to my sister for this business we're about to start. I think it's going to be amazing. And I'm so proud of her. All right. Shout out to Ashley Harvey one more time. Happy birthday to you, Ashley. Happy birthday. Sorry it wasn't in Vegas. Uh, but hopefully Mike <laughs> did everything he could. So let's transition a little bit. Right. I, again, I love talking sports with you. So right. who out there watched the national championship game last night? Anybody? Yeah. yeah? National championship game last night. Who watched? Roll Tide? Everybody fell asleep, Brandon. How about go Buckeyes? No? They fell asleep in the third quarter, Brandon. I felt, I, listen, I turned it off at halftime. That writing was on the wall. But listen, so the question becomes, and the, and the question along about a, a lot of the sports shows this morning was, who did it better, 2020 Alabama with their offense or 2019 LSU with their offense? Mm. So, you know, this year you've got Mac Jones, you've got Najee Harris, you've got Devontae Smith. Last year you had uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you had uh, Rice Chase, you had Joe Burrow, you had Justin Jefferson. So, in your opinion, who did it best, LSU 2019 or Alabama 2020? As a Bengals fan, you're really going to ask me who did it better? Actually, to be honest with you, I'm surprised you publicly announced you're a Bengals fan. (laughs) But Joe Burrows, that's my guy, man. Shout out to the Bengals. That's my team, and we're going to ride with them until those wheels fall off. Even though those wheels have fallen off, okay. we're still riding with them. So, so yes, that was the, t- the easy question. All right. 
That was the easy question. Right. Obviously, 2019 LSU's offense, historically great, statistically that's average five. That's uh, my quarterback. We're going to be crying up here like, see, that's my quarterback, bro. That's my quarterback. I got to go with LSU. You have to. But the question that I've been involved in a lot today, we're talking about all-time historical great. Last year, 2019 LSU, they averaged 569 yards of total offense a game. They averaged 33.5 points a game. Their split differential, their defense was up plus 137 in yards allowed versus yards gained by the offense. Crazy stats, historically great. Crazy stats. But the debate I've been having today with a lot of people, 2001 Miami Hurricanes or 2019 LSU Tigers. So I'm just going to refresh your memory. On the 2001 Miami Hurricanes National Championship team, Ken Dorsey was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. The two tight ends were Jeremy Shockey and Kellen Winslow. Mm. The outside receiver, Andre Johnson. Mm. The running backs were Frank Gore, Willis McGahee, and Clinton Portis. Oh, my God. They had Ed Reed on that team. They had Shockey on that team. And in a, in a run-heavy college football world back in, those to- in 2001, they still, as an offense, averaged over 460 yards of total offense, and they went almost undefeated and won the national championship. So do you think, outside of statistics, do you think that the 01 Miami offense was better than the 19, 2019 LSU offense? Mm. Think about that. That would be a hell of a game to watch. That would almost be as good as watching the Texas and USC game. The way you're describing this, you just painted the, the Vince perfect Young game. You, yeah, you just painted the perfect picture to watch a 2019 Joe Burrow LSU team against that Miami team. I'm basically watching that USC versus Texas national championship game. That's a great picture you you just pictured, and I can picture that. And that's why your broadcast it's not just here for uh, the Big Ugly Brewing. Brandon, I really believe that the things you think about and the things you talk about, you're going to be somewhere special one day just because of talking about things like that. Well, I appreciate that. But and I'm and still going to stick with Joe Burrows. Because still going to stick with Joe Burrow. All right, well, I'll, I'll leave you with one stat. The 2019 LSU Tigers had 13 players drafted from their entire roster that played starter quality minutes. So that's 35% of the minutes or more. They had 13 players drafted. 2001 Miami Hurricanes. All of them. 22. Yeah, I know. There's only 11 players on offense and 11 players on defense. I know. 22 got drafted. All of them. 2001 Miami Hurricanes. Probably the greatest team of all time. Gotta be, man. Mike, I appreciate your time. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got, like Mike Cornhole, Cluster Flux. Not not what you think I said. Cluster Flux. F-L-U-X. Cluster Flux is the, is the style of bag, like Mike is the brand. They are for sale. You can support a local legend living here. Um, before we get out of here, Mike, just real quick, I do want to shout out someone special. Uh, she did have to bring it up to me, but my mom is sitting right over here. She's uh, ducking Michelle Johnson over there. All the equipment you see up here um, was gifted to me from Christmas. Like Mike said, Um, In October, October 6, 2020, I decided I wanted to start this journey of a podcast. And my two, my, my, yeah, plans were different. 
that things have changed. But my, my two to three year goal was to be in a local establishment live. And um, that happened in two months. And we did not have the funding for the equipment. But she stepped in and provided all of that. She is the owner of Great Bridge Children's Center right here in Great Bridge. She's also the early childhood development uh, director at Great Bridge Christian Academy. So special shout out to her. Um, and special shout out to Mike Harvey for being here with us. Special shout out to his better half, Shelby, for getting him all here on time. And uh, just one more time, if we could get up for our local ACL Cornhole Pro, Mike Harvey. Give it up for Mike Harvey. All right, we will be back next week, Tuesday, same time. We will have J or varsity soccer coach from Great Bridge, Scott Wright. He will be here talking to us about COVID, how that's hindered his team, and what they can look forward to now that the season will be started back up. I hope you all will join us. Have a great night.